Welcome back to the Open Source Way after our summer break. This is our podcast series, SAP's podcast series about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode, we'll talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to Fabian Tempel and Mladen Droschev about the fundamental library. Fabian Tempel is a front-end developer focusing on HTML and CSS and a web accessibility expert in the Cloud Integration Accelerators team. He is known, as I hear, as the CSS guru, and he joined Fundamentals as a contributor. Mladen Droshev is the architect and the product owner of Fundamental Library. He also used to work for the UI5 team for a while when they got started. Then he changed to Hybris, where they had free beer at the office. And he's still with SAP after the acquisition, although SAP canceled the free beer. And uh, also what we might want to know is people call him Denno and I may call him Denno through the podcast. Let's start with you, Denno. What is the fundamental library? What does it do? Hi, Karsten, and hi, everyone. Thank you for having us uh, in this podcast about fundamental library. Fundamental library, in the first place, it's an open source library. Actually, there are few libraries under the umbrella of fundamental library, but more we'll talk later. The main goal is to help application developers uh, to achieve um, a more aligned user experience, no matter which web framework they're using. Okay, so we, before we go into any more details there, are of what all it can do and how it does that, um, who would use the fundamental library? Anybody can use it. First, because it's an open source, right? Um, and then, well, it's targeting, obviously, front-end. So any, any scenarios internally, externally, such partners or customer projects actually can use fundamental library freely. And uh, this basically allows them to keep using the front-end framework of their choice or the one that they support and still try to align with the SAP design. And um, I can give you an example. Maybe before you give me an example, let's ask Fabian because he joined as a contributor. So at some point he started using the fundamental library. Uh, what's your example? Why did you start using it? Um, my team is basically doing uh, a lot of POCs and front-runner projects to, for cross-integration topics in the SAP, uh, within the SAP. And we were looking for different technologies uh, to achieve um, quick goals, to be honest, um, in our projects. Uh, so I looked around to what's available on the market to align to uh, SAP's design guidelines and not utilizing UI5 in the first place because we wanted to try out different front-end frameworks if they are uh, suiting our team and our projects. And that's what I uh, found out about fundamentals. And since I like very clean HTML uh, and markup, um, that's the way we got forward from this one. Okay, so in short, you wanted to use something else than UI5, but still wanted to make it look like Fiori UI5 in the end, basically, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. So uh, then, Deno, uh, does that mean the fundamental library is more something internally for SAP, LOBs, subsidiaries, whatever, or is it actually also of public interest, let's say? It should be for everybody. And um, I want to bring back to Fabian. So Fabian, it's a, it's a really, uh, first, it's a, he's a great colleague of ours. Um, he, he didn't only use fundamental library, but he engaged and helped us improve the library as well. So we, we had like both, both uh, cases as a, as a stakeholder, as also a contributor at the same time. And uh, we're targeting, as I said, uh, internal applications, but also external, especially if you want to develop something in the SAP ecosystem. And in this case, you want to make it, you know, align with, with, with the other um, existing SAP uh, applications you have on your site, it will be make it will make easier for the for the user, you know, to keep using even the new application next to all the SAP ecosystem. Okay, and uh, how how did that get started for you? That you are involved in that. For us, this started back in the days in Hybris. Um, it was around the time that SAP acquired the company, but it was still acting uh, more kind of independent unit. And uh, we started as part of hybrid the conversations of more aligned user experience and how that happened. So initially, hybrid starting as a startup around the commerce or commerce applications and solutions. Uh, each team had the freedom as a startup to basically decide what framework on the back end, on the front end database to decide, reflecting the uh, reflecting the customers and the, the users, right? Um, because you know, hybrids believe that you know the team itself, application team knows the best um, what what customers need. And then after a couple of cycles, it ended up you know having very fragmented uh, front end with different applications not aligned at all. And when you go to customers, you know you present your portfolio. It doesn't look you know as a serious um, company. So we started the conversation: How can we make this more aligned? still without forcing the application teams to change their framework or or the, the change that they have to do has to be very minimal. And this is where fundamental library styles started. So first we started with a very thin, small library, um, CSS-based with the HTML specifications to allow them to be more aligned. And also the original motivation was to bring on board, as far as user experience is concerned, the, the acquisitions and uh lobs uh, from sap right but now it's it, it's also open as an open source project to uh contribution and for use by by partner projects customer projects and everything right yeah you're right so it started as a let's say small hybrid topic but at the same time sap um, started a broader conversation around the lobs how can we do something similar in a in the in the sap uh, world and this is where we basically jumped um, and joined uh, the different LOBs and SAP design um, with the with the broader context, you know, around Fiori and SAP design. How exactly would you describe the relation to Fiori and to UI five when looking at fundamental library? If you have to draw a picture with words. Oh yeah, initially in the beginning when we started, this was kind of a parallel project, right? Uh, completely focused on the hybrids and the commerce applications. But later on, 
you know, we joined the, the discussions with SAP Design and the different MOBs. So we shifted to more following the SAP Design guidelines and the design, the visual designs. And then obviously because of that, you know, um, SAP UI5 as the, the technology that supports Fiori, we also started conversation with the teams there. And there are more things to come uh, in the near future. We are working with the SAP UI5 teams, how we can share more development artifacts. So more things to be reused in both worlds. Okay, Fabian, what would you say? Does it fulfill its purpose? It definitely does, because since we began using fundamentals, Dino and I are actually in a working group together with the UI5 teams and architects, architects to uh, align on some common CSS parts or common HTML parts to reuse about, across um, those both frameworks and also to be reused for any other framework out there. Uh, or if you don't want to even use a framework uh, and only rely on HTML because you maybe you only need to do a, a click dummy or a presentation for whatever reason, you could use those kind of things. And that's why um, Fundamentals really does fulfill the, its promise there because it's easy to use for everyone and easy to, to get started. And uh, when, when you just said any other framework, uh, that's usually, I think we've already mentioned them, that's things like Angular, Vue, and so on, right? Exactly. And all those frameworks uh, are out there, a couple of others uh, as well, to basically enable stuff which isn't available to the browser, wasn't, wasn't available a long time ago in the browsers called Web Components. That's the thing all the frameworks try to emulate some kind of and doing it a little bit differently, but still you could use the basics of HTML and CSS to integrate in all of uh, those frameworks. Okay, and that is exactly what Fundamental Library does, or how does it make all these others look like UI5 Fiori? There's the basic library called Fundamental Styles, which only provides you CSS and um, HTML parts of components, and you need to do the whole um, functional layer on your own, which is then uh, translated into the the frameworks. And also, there are um, ports of the fundamental styles uh, based, um, which are utilizing the the specific ang uh, framework stuff, like from Angular and Vue, and those things are ported into those frameworks to maybe to re reuse there directly. Okay, Deno, as you as product owner, would you describe it the same way or would you add anything? Oh, it, it, it's exactly what Fabian said, but maybe I try to uh, look at it from, from our perspective how, how we see it. It's not going to um, change what Fabian said. So fundamental styles, so we divided the library in, in smaller libraries under the hood, right? Fundamental styles, it's a CSS layer that can be used with any web technology, including web components because it's just a CSS. CSS works with any web technology. It worked 10 years ago. So basically you can take our library, bring it 10 years back and use it and apply it to any solution. And that's one of the use cases that if there is an existing application that SAP may be acquired two years ago and it's extremely a successful application, you know, customers want to buy, want to buy it, 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 it will cost you minimal effort to make it Fiori look without forcing and without big refactoring. So this is one use case, only the, the CSS layer, because there's a, there is no dependency. You take the library, 
you, you apply the styling and you get the Fiori look or the SAP design look. Um, and then it comes the next the next layer, fundamental library for Angular, for React, and for Vue, which is basically on top of fundamental styles, but benefiting the Angular framework. You know, Angular as a framework, it's one of the most uh, um, successful front-end framework, the most used. It's an open source. The community, it's huge. There are thousands of developers contributing. And then basically, we're building on top of this. So we're, you know, standing on... on uh, shoulders of giants, right? We're building the interaction. Like, for example, you take a, a button, the look and feel come from fundamental styles. What we carry is what we implement is the interaction. When you click, you know, we take care of this click event and translate it to the application developers for the data manipulation. That's in a very nutshell, but benefit from all the performance improvements that the libraries bring, um, all the development experience, um, all the flexibility, the community, the, the the really low level of entrance. So basically, you can onboard yourself with the library like in no time. Okay, so for me, always I try to put it simply. Um, level one would be make it look like Fiori, and level two would be make it behave like Fiori. Is that right? Correct. Okay, cool. Let's maybe turn to the aspect that it's open source. Is that a pretty lively community? Do you see external contributions happening a lot, or is it more a different purpose open source project? Um, it is active community, um, and one example it's like Fabian, right? He not only uses but contributes back. So we are very happy that there are a lot of teams within the company and individual contributors outside of the company who not only use the library but contribute back, and and this is the key. A success for us, you know, um, we are not, you know, just driven top bottom, like we dictate what's going to happen. No, we are working hands in hand with a different line of businesses and 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 contributors. Because when you're working with the with fundamental styles, you maybe notice a bug or something like that, or something is working differently in a different browser setup because nothing is more um, difficult than front end um, to behave. Uh, the same in every browser and every device on the planet. So that's why using the, the components and, and some CSS of the fundamental uh, styles uh, library, you may notice some issues. That's why I opened up a GitHub issue because I found some things out that I dislike or want, want to have changed. Or you um, like in the last two weeks, I found a bug for existing component um, so that the team around the fundamentals uh, needed, needs to change and adapt so that we and our uh, projects can uh, use the fundamental styles library a little bit better. So contributing and, and getting bugs uh, out of the way as the way forward. Is that mostly what people do? Uh, is it finding bugs and fixing existing things or is it possible to actually contribute new stuff uh, to the fundamental core or however you call it? People feel proud to contribute to the open source libraries because their work is being recognized and it's you can show it to everybody. So um, it's really rewarding, you know, to open a book and to fix it in, in an open source library. This is one thing and we get we got this as, uh, as one Kind of contribution. The other one is um, new ideas, new components, new features. That let's say, uh, obviously, with a with a small team, we cannot come up with everything. So um, 
at, at least people can open a ticket and propose something or ask something or even you know uh, open a bigger uh, pull request and the third option which is um, in most of the cases invisible out there is how many great ideas and improvements you can do to your library thanks to the, the community and I can give you examples so because these people you know in order you they to come to your library means first they had an interest you know before they looked at it they they liked it but they see that maybe not everything is great. Maybe you can improve something on the automation, on versioning, um, any static check. So basically, half of the, the success of fundamental library is thanks to this contribution for, for example, automation and semantic versioning. Colleagues from uh, SAP Concur, they had a, a experience with that, and they helped us basically spread this, this uh, automation and versioning across all the libraries under the fundamental. Uh, this helps us speed up, you know, new features out there, uh, communicate them better, and test it in a more automated way that we knew before. So we learned a lot as well. This is the biggest benefit, actually. Speaking of communicate them better, what in general do you do that it's easy for people to get started with Fundamental and easy to start contributing? Well, first, we keep... Learning from them, uh, we are not perfect. There is even, I guess, better way to communicate. There is so something that we're missing, but we're trying to improve. And um, one channel of communication, it's the proper semantic versioning of the changes through NPM. So once you publish, this is uh, this is the community approach, the community trusted this way. And if you use it, basically, it makes it easier for the community to adapt to, to your changes. I basically follow the Twitter account of Fundamental Styles, which is keeping a track of the latest and greatest releases of all. If there is a new release of the Fundamental Angular uh, project, then there will be a notification there or any other uh, bug fixes or whatever reason. Uh, also, there's a quite lively channel to follow on LinkedIn for any news regarding uh, Fundamental Styles. Um, yeah, that's my most used channels to get updates even while working on a project or just having a look at the npm stuff if there is a, a version number to be increased or making changes or reporting something back to deno uh, if there's something wrong or that's the, the thing we use uh, or i use and my team uses Okay, so that's uh, the, the build-up of knowledge is mostly community-driven also. Uh, no, like, centralized trainings or uh, getting started conferences uh, or whatever? No, because um, Fundamental Styles itself, it's based on the very basic standard standards and web de uh, development like HTML and CSS. Hopefully, every bra um, developer out there should know uh, HTML and CSS very well. It got a little bit difficult lately in web development, I would say, because no one's focusing on those technologies anymore. But since those those are the one very fundamental technologies to be used, um, there is no ramp up time, I, as I would say, for using fundamental styles out of the box. Okay, okay, okay. How, how does that come that you said it got a little difficult, nobody's focusing on these anymore because they're all in some kind of uh, half WYSIWYG-like uh, abstracted tools doing their development? or Not even WYSIWYG, I would say, but um, mainly the, the developers nowadays focus a lot of the, on those uh, JavaScript frameworks and all those frameworks spit out uh, 
HTML um, with nobody really uh, taking a look at. And maybe that's um, also an issue why your application is a little bit slow or sluggish for some users because nobody's focusing and looking at what the browser really displays to the user because the browser as a, as a uh, application is only capable of displaying three things to the browser. That's basically HTML, CSS, and nowadays a lot of J JavaScript. And there's nothing more in on the technology side uh, which the browser can interpret for the user to uh, show the different things. And since the development process has got a little bit uh, uh, more focus around those JavaScript frameworks, um, HTML and CSS get a little bit left behind because all most of the frameworks out there are dealing okay-ish with those parts, but it can be better. And uh, fundamental science does it, definitely. And I want to add something here that it's connecting, for example, it's connecting with accessibility as a product standard. We as developers, you know, at least me as developer, I prefer to be lazy. And if if I can avoid things, you know, and start using framework that, you know, give me out of the box a lot of things, it, it's fine. But we learn that accessibility cannot be just left to somebody else. Accessibility, it's responsibility of everybody. And um, I'm not saying this just to you know, make it um, sound great. Uh, we all have difficulties and we want everybody else to treat us you know, equal to the others. So basically we have to help uh, everybody there to, to, to use our software. And um, achieving accessibility, as I said, is responsible for everybody, starting from the design, when it comes to colors, contrast, then when you go to web development, uh, basically, all these web elements like button, uh, links, uh, tables, they require uh, some accessibility settings to make them really accessible for people with difficulties. And then when you go to the application developers, there is another uh, accessibility requirement and they need to care. Uh, so this, this kind of a question, oh, the framework is handling this for me, it's a wrong thinking. So you need to you know, understand accessibility and your contribution there. And fundamental, actually, library styles, it's it's trying to address this through using semantic HTML elements and then adding the missing part from the accessibility. Okay. And accessibility, of course, is also, on the one hand, it's a, an important concept in uh, user interaction. On the other hand, it's an SAP product standard with very defined requirements uh, how any product that is labeled as SAP should or must behave uh, in the ways of accessibility. Um, is that rather easier or harder to ensure in an open source run project? I would say it's the same for every project because accessibility on a web is not an easy task, to be honest, um, in the first place, because there are a lot of things to um, take into account uh, and you can't make it right for every people on the planet that's the, the one thing uh, you need to have in mind every time um, but um, since um, fundamental styles is based on on, on the pure uh, web standards like html there are some standards from the wcag um, to be incorporated and how it works how it could work best for every uh, person on the planet and our SAP product standards are based mostly based on those kind of standards. Um, 
including some other standards like our German uh, BitV uh, verordnung as well. But most of the standards are based on on, on WCAG uh, guidelines out there. Let me ask you something in that context. Uh, sorry if I interrupted you. Uh, continue later. I personally got the impression over time that sometimes you have the dilemma between is it accessible or does it look nice? Actually, there isn't something like that, I would say. Okay. There's always a way to, uh, in first place, um, give it the proper semantic markup and treat it like the browser would uh, like to have it because every element in the HTML spec incorporates some kind of accessibility stuff already built right in into the browser. So if you're using the right text for a button or for a table or for a link or whatnot, um, there is some meta information given to the browser which uh, handles the, the element properly for people with screen readers or whatever uh, technology they are using. And if you're not following those standards and using whatever element you want to use, then those in, um, fundamental informations get lost all the way. And so if you're designing the, the HTML in the first place to make it look nice, then there could be some issues to of having an inaccessible control or web application. That's for sure. But if you're base, if you're still um, applying the semantic stuff, Uh, to all your markup in any case and then uh, there is no way that it should look a little bit odd uh, but is it accessible or it looks nice but it it's uh, inaccessible from when, what you just said i already got the impression that my impression that i just described is probably uh, back from the old days or something when browsers didn't have this built in yet uh, that uh, they would automatically recognize if somebody's using the screen reader or has whatever other special requirements yeah there, there are some some uh, additional standards um, which sap is also uh, part of um, the, on a standard co um, body to to write down those things uh, like uh, VIE ARIA. Uh, if the, the normal HTML elements can't uh, handle the requirements of uh, an accessible control, then those ARIA uh, things kick in and help you get things accessible. But the first rule of ARIA is not to use ARIA in first place. Okay, that sounds like a completely different topic. Uh, we, we wandered pretty far into accessibility here anyway, which is not the main topic uh, and is a wide, wide field, of course. Back to fundamental library, how and where would someone get started with fundamental? Well, there are two ways to get started. One to use it and the other one to contribute, which we are looking for both of them. Right. Um, if you want to use it, it's a very easy way. Um, we publish npm packages out there, so whoever is you know in the in the JavaScript world would know how to consume npm. So you can Google npm fundamental library, and you will find all the packages there, which they will lead you to a little bit more documentation. But just importing the the npm package is good enough, and you can you're good to go. Contributing back. You can Google in GitHub Fundamental Library, and it will, uh, you know, find you to point you to the to the libraries uh, on our GitHub repositories, external ones, and then we have get started how to contribute to the repositories. 
Fundamentals uh, provides an internal and, as far as I know, an external Slack channel as well. Developers who want to get in contact, uh, there's a Slack channel or the, the Twitter uh, accounts uh, where you can ask stuff or call for help. Let's come to my usual final question. If you could have three key takeaways that everyone who listened to this should remember, what would they be? First one, fundamental library is trying to help front-end developers to keep using their framework of choice and still align their uh, user experience, align with SAP design, for example. Second, yes, we are open source, so we are looking for stakeholders, but also contribution back. And my third takeaway is that you don't have to use the whole library, you can cherry pick small things. For example, I can just take the button and use it. I don't have to import the whole library. So it makes it um, very easy to use small parts of it without depending on the whole uh, the whole library. Okay. Do you have one to add, Fabian, or more? Fundamental will keep your web performance in every browser um, on a very good level because it doesn't add a lot of uh, JavaScript or a lot of CSS files because it's um, component-based, if you want to say so, and you just import the stuff you need and you don't need to include the whole library itself. Okay, because this is something people might be worried about, that they they get a lot of overhead uh, that they don't even need, right? Okay, cool. So it keeps it performant and it's cool. Then let me thank you for being here today, uh, Fabian and Deno was nice to have you here and thanks all for listening to the open source way if you enjoyed this episode please share it and don't miss our next episode always publish the last wednesday of the month you'll find us on open sap in all regular podcast distributions like apple Podcasts, spotify and the likes thanks again for listening and thanks again for being here and let's all say goodbye bye bye goodbye thank you thank you and bye